Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet, this is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to episode 134. Today, our topic, the Homeless New Home Insurance Plan. And we're going to talk specifically how people, and we define people as specific entities or government, make money on the homeless, believe it or not. As always, the media is out there scaring their pants out of you. Doomsday, doomsday, doomsday. One subject for the last three weeks, four weeks, besides Governor Cuomo, has been the media's constant barrage about the world's coming to an end, Chicken Little. But nevertheless, we continue to bunker down in our homes, waiting for the all clear as imaginary bombs fly in out of nowhere or specifically China and bomb us here in the form of little germicides called viruses that kill us. It is sad at least some of the stories that I've seen, how people get sick and going to the hospital has become a death sentence where family members are waved at the door and told you can't go in. Pretty much they walk in, but they never come out. They're removed from their families, from society, to die a slow and horrible death. There's nothing good about this. And all of this has become some type of bad movie set for all of us all over the world. Something that we're not going to forget in our lifetime And when this pandemic is over, there's going to be a whole lot of angry Americans wanting to know what occurred, who do we blame, and how do we get even. Some people will struggle for their own answers on all those things. Some people will look for an answer above. All of us have difference of opinions of what we believe. But all that I know as this, according to scripture, is only the beginning of birth pains. The real afflictions, the horror upon horrors has not even started. And that's in scripture, book of Revelations. Only one way to escape that, and that's to become a believer in Jesus Christ, admit that you're a sinner, confess your sins of a true heart, and you don't have to live that episode. But that's probably for another show, another time. People are always postponing things until some other time salvation. Hmm, I'm kind of busy today. 
don't have time for that. Just put that on the back burner. Next thing you know, they're being dropped off at the hospital and placed on a wheelchair, wheeled in as they say goodbye to their families. Sad. But the media has given us a constant barrage of post-traumatic syndrome to last of centuries. And we need to continue to be uplifted and motivated. So if you, you can either be part of the solution or part of the problem. I pick on being part of the solution. And that's why we do this podcast. Now we're going to jump into the word of the week. Then we're going to go ahead and start our episode. And we're going to primarily talk about the homeless. And when you look at this pandemic and you look at all this, you start to wonder, where are the homeless? The media has said almost nothing in regards to the homeless. I found article after article where little to nothing was being done about the homeless. Many of the mainstream media, death mutes, they talk about us being on house arrest, grounding every every airline possible, closing every industry they can get their hands on, releasing prisoners and inmates from prisons and jails, and the homeless continue to roam free. Just imagine this pandemic or this virus attacking the homeless community in Skid Row. Horrible. But the truth is that little has been done. The liberals are always claiming to be the champions of man. But on this subject, nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. But we'll get into that a lot more. How do you get in contact with us? Well, you go to RadarCopNation.com, and there you can see all our episodes, our upcoming episodes, our current episodes. And you can also uh, connect with us on our social network, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, so forth. We also uh, have our weekly podcast of uh, Test Everything 1521, where the word of the week that you hear this week will be explained in detail on the same day that this episode is uh, sent out. Now, these episodes are sent out every Wednesday, mostly in the morning time, in the wee hours of the night, of uh, Tuesday into Wednesday, and then later in the evening, of Wednesday evening, Test everything will go out. 15 minutes or less of the powerful word of God for your life to save you, to uplift you, to give you salvation, and to give you the word that you need to continue going forward. These are troubled times we live in that we don't understand, and you can always get an easy and comfortable answer from God's Word. So, we're not going to waste any more time. We're going to jump into the Word of the Week, and then from there we're going to uh, really start talking about this homeless issue, which is, let's just say, I believe it's totally disgusting what they're doing to that population of people. All right, so let's jump into the Word of the Week. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
And of course, you're going to learn more about what this verse means for your life on Test Everything 1521 that will be coming out April 8th. And um, it's 15 minutes or less, so it's not going to kill you to listen. might even produce a whole lot of fruit. Today we see a lot more people being persecuted for righteousness and standing up for the word of God. But uh, for those that are believers, I tell you, continue standing up because the end is near. Now the more than ever, we need to stand up and not be ashamed that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. One thing that truly gets me upset is when the homeless are denied services. A lot of the homeless are mentally ill. The institutions in America housing hundreds of thousands of mentally ill folks have become jails and prisons because mental institutions were closed by the Supreme Court in the 70s. And as a result, prisons and jails have become those places where we house them. Homeless, destitute, some of them suffering from post-traumatic syndrome as a result of excessive narcotic medication that they took when they came, let's say, back from Vietnam. Some because of an actual traumatic episode in their young lives. Some because they're a biological product of mental illness, whether it's schizophrenia or whether it's manic depressant or bipolarism. Whatever the cause may be, they're stuck and they can't get out. And society and especially government, their paramount responsibility is the protection of its citizens. And when they come out on TV and they talk about the most vulnerable, of course, you know, it's a bunch of malarkey, but surprises me that at the end of that sentence they never mention the homeless they mention the elderly bingo they are and sometimes they mention children yep they're they're vulnerable too but the homeless are never placed on that list when I was a training advisor at the academy one of the task that we were given was the oil academy classes just prior to becoming officers had to go to a series of locations in Miami and uh, some of them were like uh, the Holocaust Holocaust Museum very moving very moving indeed uh, the black precinct which was uh, the first black police officers station house uh, in Miami had a lot of historical value and the uh, Camilla's house or the food kitchen you know when they would feed the homeless and uh, you probably picked up a shift with part of the class was separating squadrons and um You'd end up going at a specific time with your squadron to feed these homeless individuals. And it was mind-boggling and eye-opening because you saw people that were actually working. And they stood online like everybody else to get a plate of food because they didn't have enough. You saw kids getting a square meal before going to school. I mean, what don't you see on there? And, um, you know, I, I actually believe that that was a great thing for academy classes to do. And um, I believe they don't do it any longer. If they don't, they should. And 
I also believe that every politician in America should work a freaking food line to wake their asses up on what their job and responsibilities are and their constituents. Because believe it or not, representatives are actually constituents to homeless people. But anyway, we're not, that's not our subject today. It could be. Oh boy, it could be. I could be on that subject forever. But today's subject, we're going to talk about the homeless, the new home insurance plan, episode 134. Who's making money out of all this? Time to get the clouds. And I'm not talking about Nancy. New Insurance Plan, Episode 134. We are going to discuss exactly what in the world's going on with that population. Is anybody making money off it, or are they just down on their luck? But let's first address the elephant in the room, and that's a lot of groups that are there that have provided some type of aid and benefit for the homeless. We're not necessarily attacking them. So let's put that as an underlining feature on this podcast. So when we look at the YMCA, Feeding America, Mercy Housing, Goodwill and United Way, Yes, they've had stories in the newspapers, and they've had their own scandals. And they are nonprofits, sometimes with high over uh, overhead because of uh, pretty expensive salaries that they pay. But the services are for those that are down and out. So we're not attacking them. We're mentioning them, but we're not attacking them. There's also the National Alliance to End Homelessness. Now, there could be a lot of sarcasm uh, we could report. There, There could be a lot of criticism. But we're choosing also to say they're let's just say heart is in the right place. Some other body parts might get in the way, but their heart is in the right place. According to the National Alliance of to, to End Homeless, they said that homelessness is down 13% decline from 637,000 to 550,000. And something tells me right after the pandemic's over, those numbers are going up like the stock market. Now, also on the National Alliance to End Homelessness, there's a section that they talk about the systematic collection and use of data for proper placement, you know, that kind of thing. Data is money, and the systematic collection of it sometimes goes into privacy issues. And to me, that's a little suspicious what that means now briefly looking through the vagueness of their website it basically says to move a lot faster to give them the homeless a place to live so it cuts through a lot of the red tape if they get or they have the data on the individual in other words they can quickly identify them so 
I would, I would, uh, I'd get my microscope and take a look at that one. But we're not going to criticize them. And then there's the big money makers in this all this program and stuff. Catholic Charities started in 1910. They even have a position called the Vice President of Government Relations. Wow. They got a big shot that talks only to the governments. That's all he does. Catholic Charities. One of the primary areas that they make a lot of money in is immigration and refugees. We're not going to discuss that here today, but I heard that they make a huge amount of money on each illegal immigrant or <coughs> refugees. Sounds a lot better. But we're not going to criticize Catholic Charities either. That's not what we're doing here. We're basically looking at how government can make money on these areas. How do they make money off the homeless? So let's take a look at some of the articles that we looked at for backgrounding. And uh, there is one article, I'm just going to divert a little five seconds off the main topic. And that's uh, during the uh, coronavirus pandemic, nowhere is safe for the homeless people. That article is going to be attached uh, to pretty much what we talked about in the opening, that, that everybody forgot about uh, the homeless. This article really, really gets into Skid Row, Los Angeles, California, and the uh, huge problem they have with homeless and the pandemic and how government has just basically done nothing to, uh, to help that situation out. And uh, some of that noise you hear in the background is my child. You know, we're all on house arrest, so they get to wander around the studios. What can I tell you? All right, um, there's another article there that we've posted, and that's going to talk about the homeless situation in uh, New York City as well. And uh, Mayor uh, de Blasio and uh, what he's done or hasn't done, lack of doing, but let's get into the meat and potatoes, what we're going to talk about. We're spending more money than ever on homeless, but where is the cash going? This article out of Portland, Oregon, spending on homeless continues to rise. The city of Portland is spending a record $31 million for homelessness this year. The number of homeless people rose, too. But where is the money going? The question's out there. It goes into a lot of statistical gathering, a lot of finger-pointing about this year. That year we were supposed to do this, but we didn't do that. It talks about big chunks of money and meeting certain deadlines. And, of course, we're posting this on there. But uh, then they start really getting into the nitty-gritty of the stuff where they start talking about a half billion dollars in order to really help the homeless. I guess there's a different levels of helping the homeless. $30 million to get you this, and a half a billion will get you that. And it goes on, it talks about, and it gets down to units and housing. And primarily they're talking about, you know, 3,000, 2,000 units. But have you ever heard the expression, if you build it, they will come? They're always going to come, come. They're going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. So sometimes this isn't the answer either. Now, how do I know that? Well, if you continue looking at the article and reading between the lines, between the years of 2015 and 2017, there was a 10% hike in the homeless population, an 80% hike in shelter activity, staying at the shelter. Why? Because everybody found out that they're giving out free freaking apartments. So, if you build it, they will come. So, a lot of people making money off that uh, these these houses. Uh, you know, 
I'm not going to get into the weeds here and how it's done. But I do tell you, you're talking about millions upon millions because there is no final number with some of these lunatics. So you, you, you've got to look at all that. All right, let's keep on going here because uh, that, that, that in itself is sad. All right, now moving towards another area of concern. It's Proposition C or Prop C in San Francisco. Now, this went down in 2018. Nothing relatively new, but the info, the data, the information is. Now, if what well, you want to look at Proposition C here, it's a proposition for homeless. It was dubbed the Our City Our Home Fund. The 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 amount of money here is mind-boggling to say the least on the amount of money that uh, they're looking for in Proposition C. And it all boils down to a tax hike. Here's one thing that's concerning. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the average salary, right? So keep this number in your mind. The average salary, remember that, is 175000 okay? So just remember that as we navigate through this horrifying article. It talks about Proposition C going through, passing, and basically the voters passing it at 61.34% or to the number of 215,491 citizens said yes, opposed to 38.66 that said no at roughly 135,835. So the yes have it, and it's a huge, you know, huge tax burden now. They're going to increase taxes because they're going to help the homeless. What I love about these articles is this is in 2018. We're in 2020. And you can roll the tape back and say, what happened? Because nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. And that's a sad reality. So pretty good article. It talks about, it really breaks it down into uh, mental illness and other substance abuses, abuse that uh, the homeless might have. And uh, the necessary uh, mechanism that run this uh, homeless coalition. So, for lack of a better term, we'll call it a homeless coalition. All right, so Proposition C passes, and we're going to take a look at some of the numbers. And we'll post this on the show notes. So, there's an increase in taxes to the, based on each type of industry. So, here we have retail, wholesale, trade, and certain services is an increase of 0.175%. Biotechnologies, cleaning technologies, food service, information, manufacturers, transportation, and warehousing, 0.5%. Accommodations, utilities, arts, entertainment, recreation, arts and entertainment. Now, one thing about the Hollywood folks, don't let them fool you. They don't want their taxes going up. And recreation but the tax increase in San Francisco was 0.425. I gotta bore you some more of this stuff, but they even hit construction, they hit financial services, insurance, uh, professional science and technologies, and, and so forth, 0.6%. So this basically equates into a lot of money now. Now, the administrative office tax rate. Administrative office tax rate. Certain businesses classified under Section 953.8 with administrative offices in San Francisco, at least $1 billion in gross receipts and at least 1,000 employees nationwide would be required to pay an annual homelessness administrative office tax rather than a gross receipt tax at a rate of 1.5% of payroll expenses. 
So they're taking money out of people's pockets as fast as they can pick it. Now, you go into the tax revenue, okay? At least 50% is a permanent for permanent housing through the mayor's office. Now, this is a problem, right? The mayor is going to control this through the mayor's office. Uh, housing and community development, 50% of what they allocate and they get money is going to do is going to deal with permanent housing. 25% mental health services for the homeless individuals through the Department of Health. That's another problem right there. So 25% of the monies is going to go into the mental illness aspect. Now, mental ill, anything dealing with mental illness is usually expensive, from medication to psychiatrist to everything else. But 25% is being allocated for that. 15% to homeless prevention, right? Stop the homeless. And uh, remember the article that we talked about in uh, Oregon, the numbers were up 10%, 10% more homeless people. Right after this pandemic, the numbers are going to go up also. And uh, 10% of the tax uh, collected or the revenues collected is going to go to short-term shelters. Remember in Oregon, the numbers were up 80% in shelter. Why? Because if you build it, they will come. So the numbers are crazy, billions of dollars. And they're, like I said, picking people's pockets as fast as they can pick it. This is in 18, 19, we're in 20, and there's no results. Homeless all over the place in San Francisco, defecating in the streets, urinating in the streets, sleeping in the streets. Uh, federal court system supposedly, oh, you, can, you, you can't deny them the opportunity to do that because they don't have a, a bathroom and so forth. All this is lunacy and liberalism is a mental disorder. And here is proof of it. So other than picking your pocket and throwing money at the problem, but you're not fixing the problem, we can look at the pandemic that we have now and the homeless still there. When we look at the permanent housing section of this Proposition C, we said 50% of the money that's coming in, it could be over a billion dollars, 50% of it is going to be regulated or managed through the office of the mayor. That in itself is scary. Now, remember we told you what would the average income that you needed to pay attention to was $175,000. And the reason we mentioned that is because as we go along, I'll read you part of the article that's going to be on the show notes called The San Francisco's False Solution. And it states here, combined, uh, okay, it talks about uh, administ- after administrative costs are skimmed, from, skimmed, I don't even like that word, from the top, the remainder will be distributed among the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development, the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, and the Department of Public Health. Combined, these agencies employ hundreds of government workers whose average compensation, salary, and benefits is $175,000. And you still got homeless people pissing and crapping in the middle of the street in San Francisco. This is freaking outrageous. So you look at San Francisco, disaster. Skid Row, Los Angeles, disaster. Portland, they're not getting any better. They're trying to put a little lid on a, on a big problem. It's growing and, and getting bigger. And as you travel around the country, it will continue to roll in that same capacity. But when you go to New York City under the leadership of Mayor DeBozo, you, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, but it is so outrageous 
some of the stupidity on his level that uh, he's caused. And one of them, we're going to deviate a little bit from the homeless issue, and we're going to look at, this is an article back from New York Post in uh, February of 2019. De Blasio and his co-mayor wife (laughs) have wasted $1.8 billion in taxpayer money. And the sad part is they can't even account where the hell the money went as far as it was for the homeless. And you've got uh, the city council. He says, fast forward uh, to Wednesday when the city council was startled to discover that McCray, that's his wife, and the team are closing in on having spent an eye-opening $900 million since the program's inception, and nobody seems to have a clue on what. So, scary. And and this is about uh, fixing the problem with the homeless. It goes on to talk about that under Mayor Bloomberg and uh, Mayor DeBozo here and the governor, three-term Governor Cuomo, that uh, mental illness has gotten worse. And, of course, homelessness has gone up, too. So anything these Democrats touch is a freaking disaster. New York City homeless are suffering aimed de de Blasio mismanagement. Critics say New York City homeless shelters are overloaded as an estimated 80,000 people sleep in shelters or on the street. But Mayor Bill de Blasio administration has failed in its attempts to solve the problem, and other cities are suffering from the Democrats' policies, according to critics. It goes on here just to to criticize, I mean, the lunar street, the, the, the idiotic behavior. The cost of living in Manhattan reportedly was up 148%. And then the average cost for a major U.S. city in 2019, the average rent in Manhattan for the month of December 2019 increased by 0.29% from $4,108 and 24 cents in November to $4,120 and 20 cents, according to uh, MS, M, MNS Real Estate in New York City. So, you know what that is? $4,120 a rent a month? Are you freaking kidding me? So if I want to get the homeless off the street, that's what the the rent would cost for one. It's mind-boggling, the stupidity here. It's freaking mind-boggling. So anyway, the article just goes on and on and talks about how he's freaking clueless on how to fix the homeless situation in New York City. The reason they are so clueless is because they don't care. There's no passion in it. I can point to... Miami, and I can point to specifically a mayor that we had in Miami Day by the name of Alex Pinellas, and he took on the homeless issue. And a lot of people thought, well, you know, it's a failed politician. He's going to talk about it, but he's not going to do anything about it. And then they started seeing results after results. Of course, he left his tenure after eight years of mayor. And the homeless situation has been kind of holding its own. Could have been better. But uh, he really put an impact to it. He really did an outstanding job where homeless were all over the place in the downtown area of Miami. And he picked that up. Now, there was a personal reason that gave him the passion to do what he did. And I'm not going to discuss it because it wouldn't be right. But that's what moved him. I know what it is. And my heart goes out to him. So I I knew it was genuine. And he went 110% towards fixing the problems with the homeless, not on a political issue, but more on a personal 
compassion that he wanted to rid homelessness as best he could in that city. So why isn't it succeeding in other places? Well, because there's no passion behind it. They're making money one way or another. If we're going to take people off Skid Row and we're going to find them apartments, and these apartments are going to cost thousands of dollars a month, they have no job, they have no ability to job, to get a job, they might be mentally ill, they might have other co-existing problems or, or disorders such as drugs and so forth. So they're going to be living on the government dime for a long, long time to come. Not only are we going to pay their rent out of thousands and thousands of dollars a month, but we got to feed them too. So when you start adding all that up, that cash register is heavy, and that's just one. And when you multiply that by 10, 15, 20,000, it just it can't be done. It can't be done. So we've lost our minds. We've lost our marbles when it comes to these things. And a lot of people are putting money in their pocket with some of these uh, programs that they know full well that they're never going to achieve. There's 50% of the money that comes into San Francisco is for permanent housing. I mean, you're just grabbing as much as you possibly can up front before it all collapses. But it is sad the homeless continue to be there. They continue to ravage through garbage cans. And this country, one of the richest countries in the world, and we can do so much, but we can't be honest with our own situation, why these people are in the position they're in, and how do we get them out of it? I recently saw Chief uh, Brown, that was the police chief of the Dallas Police Department. He's over at superintendent now in Chicago. He's talking about a community approach. Now, I'm not going to rain on his parade. I hope he succeeds. God knows Chicago needs it. But he talks about community policing at, at a different level. It succeeded and it kind of worked for him in Dallas, and he's trying to move that forward. Now, he has passion because his son was killed through police action. He never held the police officers at fault, but he has passion behind this. And he's trying to implement that in Chicago. It just started on this, this Monday. So we got to give him time. And we can't really say, well, you know, he's going to crash and burn. We got to hope that he succeeds and he does the best. He has a good-hearted person, and he is a passionate person. People that have passion succeed. So I'm in Chief Brown's corner, and I'm cheering him on because I think he can do something. And the same thing with this homeless situation. If you look at them as a commodity, the homeless, you're never going to solve anything. If you see it as a passion to get them off the street for their own well and good, you can succeed. There's a difference between feeding the homeless every day or finding the solution for them to feed themselves. It's how you think and how you stand up for the most vulnerable, and in this case, the homeless. Many of the homeless are mentally ill. They are a sad product of our lacking of mental illness institutions in America since the 70s when they were all closed down. And they became a product of America's jails and prisons as the new mental institutions. So it's a revolving door with the mental illness, and they also are a byproduct of being homeless. Until the community has passion to get them off the street and to take care of them, the problem's never going to go away. Places like Skid Row in Los Angeles and in San Francisco have given up 
and the hypocritical left will tell you that's a lie, but just stroll down these places and you'll be disgusted by what you see, that any American lives in these situations. And they talk about privacy rights and all this baloney that has nothing to do with what you're looking at. A homeless guy pulling down his pants in San Francisco and defecating in the middle of the street on a sidewalk because he can? That has nothing to do with why he's there. And it's about rolling up your sleeve and fixing some things, but they don't want to fix it. It's a cash cow, and they're going to continue making money off these poor souls. And we can only hope that during this pandemic that they God's mighty grace and mercy protects them that the homeless population don't get infected by mass numbers because of these creeps uh, in government. Because I would not doubt that there's a plan where they get money, X amount of money for each one that they bury. I wouldn't doubt it. Song of the week that we got, well, Cry Out to Jesus by Third Day. And, of course, what's up next? Arming America for the question mark. And that we're going to try to have our co-host, Kilo Sierra, on. And we're going to start talking about guns. And it's time to start bringing back some of uh, Raider Cop Nation's programs. Uh, So we're going to bring some of the mob stuff back. We're we're a little bit behind on a a lot of that stuff and uh, a lot more police issues as well. We took a little parentheses because we're all on house arrest because uh, we didn't see this pandemic coming because we had to put our two cents in like everybody else. And mostly because we believed that we were the part of the solution and not the problem. The media is out there feeding you a constant hysterical a bundle of BS to scare you and to keep you uh, chewing on your nails as to where your salvation will come. But your help can only come from one place, and that's above, nothing else. Break away from the television. Break away from the media. Break away from the constant, dragging, monotonous behavior of chicken little, the world's coming to an end. Do exercise, but most importantly, talk to God. You don't have to go into this big ritual thing. Talk to him. Become one with him. Start a relationship with him. Recognize who you are during your house arrest period. Are you a sinner? Do you feel like repenting of those sins? And most importantly, do you fear this pandemic or this uh, virus might affect you and your family? Today's the day, the Bible says. Today's the day. You can't continue to put this stuff off at one point or another. You've got to deal with it. So listen to music. Do something else. Ride a bike. Get away from the freaking television and the media, and they're they're a freaking poison, a poison. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself, because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for you, your community. Continue to pray for the agencies that serve you. And most important, continue to pray for the United States states of america until we meet again stay prayed up stay safe stay focused until we meet again this is alpha mike i'm out
Four three two three, chest uh thirteen twenty two. 